Welcome to the Wellman Co. Podcast, where we help you turn your purpose into prosperity. What would it look like to thrive in your health and relationships? Live confidently in your calling while you engage your faith in every area of life. I'm your host, Brooke Peterson, founder of Well Women Co., author and creator of Align and Prosper Mastermind. I went from a burnt out overachiever struggling with an eating disorder to honoring and liking my original design surrounding myself with a supportive community and actually believing I had something valuable to share with the world. I went from daydreaming about ways to making a difference to running a beautiful business, impacting women around the globe through our mastermind, books, events, and Well Women Co. podcast. I'm a wife, mom, and passionate kingdom entrepreneur with a love for black coffee and nut butter, but I'm most passionate about helping women connect with God's voice in their everyday life to co-create with Him to turn purpose into prosperity. Whether you want practical tips to uplevel your health, you want to start a movement of your own, or desire to engage your faith in every area of your life, you're going to fit right in with our Well Woman Co-Tribe. I interviewed down-to-earth leaders in health, entrepreneurship, and faith. I believe we were created to turn our purpose into prosperity so we can uniquely release blessing to the world around us. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. I'm so glad you're back for another episode of the Well Woman Co. podcast. I really feel like you're here with me. I know I'm talking into a microphone in a room by myself, but I really want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your input and I appreciate who you are. You help make this Well Woman Co. community what it is. So wherever you are today, for my sake, give yourself a pat on the back, okay? And today's episode, I believe, is so important and timely for this season. We're going to be talking about the importance of emotional intelligence and how to cultivate your heart now and not later. Because here's the thing. We are all collectively experiencing this crazy global shift together. And I know I've been talking a lot about that in the past few episodes, but I can't shake it. I think we're all in this moment of processing and in some ways trauma together Whatever this storm has looked like for you, maybe there's a lot of positive in it. That's amazing. Maybe there's a lot of hardship wherever you're at. I feel like this is the one critical skill that if we don't pause and lean into in this moment, there's going to be repercussions. We might not notice it in the next month, the next three months, but in the next one, three, five years, if we don't take the time to cultivate this skill, which I'll be very honest with, is difficult for me. Like this is the area of weakness in my life is probably emotional intelligence for me personally. But I want to start to create and open up this conversation and dialogue so that we can all encourage each other that this is important. And today's guest is going to help us enter into this conversation. So Sandra, let me introduce her. Sandra has the desire to encourage and meet moms-to-be and mothers at any stage and place of raising humans. As a certified doula and childbirth educator for more than a decade, she lovingly supports women in perhaps the most emotional and transitional times of their lives. Sandra founded Word to Your Mothers. Word to Your Mothers podcast is a dynamic place 
to encourage and inspire women in whatever stage of motherhood they're in, including womb, adoption, fertility, treatments, foster, etc. And as a professional performer, singer, and actress, Sandra brings a raw, real dynamic truth in her storytelling. Sandra is a wife to Nick, mama of two, and lives in Plymouth, Minnesota, and loves spending time playing with her boys. And she also has journeyed through some chronic health conditions. Whether or not you've struggled with chronic health conditions in your life, I think it gives her an amazing testimony of perseverance that we can all glean from in this season. Well, Sandra, welcome to the Wellman Co. podcast. Thank you, Brooke. I'm excited to be here today. You know what? This is perfect timing. We've been talking about doing this conversation for quite some time now. Since January, before the world turned upside down. Which is why this is perfect timing because there was there's a lot of different topics that you can speak on and mm-hmm. listeners already listened to your bio. But something I'm going through even personally is how do I manage and cultivate my soul care right now? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really good at the body stuff. I no problem eating well, moving, you know, all the health stuff I have down. Okay. Mindset stuff, I feel pretty strong in as far as that mental health component, but my emotions and my soul, that mm-hmm. is a different story, at least for me personally. And Sandra, you just mentioned the world as we know it has turned upside down and I am no expert and I can't tell the future, mm-hmm. but what I do have a sense is that this is not going back to normal. And so I am so thrilled you're here today because I feel like you're going to be able to speak to myself and speak to (laughs) our listeners and help equip us of how do we cultivate our hearts right now. And most importantly, like the importance of emotional intelligence in this season. I feel like if we talk about anything and if we can Mm -hmm. invest in anything right now, it's like, how do we invest into emotional intelligence? Because I think it's going to be the key to our success or flourishing or not in the next season. So I just talked a lot. Why don't you introduce yourself, how you got to where you are today and why you can speak to, you know, some of this emotional um, Mm -hmm. intelligence stuff. Well, thank you, Brooke. I just really appreciate you having me on today. And yeah, I mean, the journey is long, friend. The journey is long to get Um, you know, I somewhat joke when I go and speak that my story, um, is kind of like as the, a crazy episode of, or season of as the world turns for those of the (laughs) enjoy soap operas, um, or like the making of a really good country music song. Um, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Iowa and, um, just a small town girl and love my family, love where I grew up. Um, but my story begins that I was sick most of my life. Um, and it wasn't until I was 30 years old that I found out that I had celiac disease. And I had lived a very long time with chronic issues, chronic health, and um, chronic fatigue. Like I said, with zero answers, my parents had me to numerous doctors. 
And that alone was very emotionally draining to live in this body that was not functioning well every day and then not having answers as to why my body wasn't functioning every day. And so I really feel like the emotional soul journey was really started within the living with a chronic illness at such a young age and um, how along the way God has really um, helped me in so many different seasons of perseverance and, um, and, and taught me at a really young age how to be discerning of what was going on in my heart and taught me how to um, kind of like, and I'm not coming from a place of perfection in this. I've struggled. A symptom of celiac disease is high anxiety. So I've struggled with anxiety along the way at the same time. So it's definitely been a journey. Um, I was also in my pregnancies, super duper sick. Um, uh, Basically, I like to say it was like signing up for vomiting every day for nine months. (laughs) So there was a lot of soul searching in that that went on. Um, And then just two years ago, I was diagnosed with Epstein-Barr virus. It's a form of mono and that attacks kind of like all of your lymph system. And so I've been walking through another season uh, of healing with that within the last two years. And so, you know, It is even in this whole, like, I I don't like to use the word COVID because even right now that word is causing triggers and traumas in people. So when I say current situation, that's what I'm speaking to because I want people to um, recognize that this is a situation and yes, there is a name to it, but that there can also be fatigue in constantly hearing the same thing over and over and over um, because we are all, um, uh, we're all in this, but we're all in it in a very different capacity. And so it is my, my circumstances different from your circumstance, Brooke. And so that's why I say current circumstance instead of using um, COVID. Uh, but yeah, my story, I have two boys and, um, my husband and I have been married almost, uh, 13 and a half years and, uh, my children have celiac disease. I, wow. <laughs> so we walk a gluten-free, wow. uh, family lifestyle. Um, you know, some people are like, that has to be, well, you already have, you already know, you already know. And it's like, it's exhausting friends. Like it really is. I would love if it was just me and not my children having to walk through this as well. But I do believe that they um, are more compassionate humans um, and they understand, have understood and do understand disappointment at such an earlier age. So in that capacity, um, I think as they're growing into adulthood, they're just going to have a bigger scope on um, what that is. So, you know, I'm also a doula and a childbirth educator, like it says, and my background is in performing arts, but um, I, uh, yeah, I just kind of uh, got into, (laughs) as a doula and as a childbirth educator, you're constantly, we kind of, we're not therapists, but we are therapists because we are with you in one of the most transformational times of your life. And so as a doula, we really have to learn how to ask people questions, even in the midst of labor, to break that 
fear cycle to get into the soul, to be able to, to relax in a way for you able to birth your baby, however you're birthing your baby, right? It doesn't yeah. mean that it's just naturally. It's however, there is things that we do to prepare you that. So that's really my journey of emotional intelligence um, and doing um, kind of soul work and, and, you know, the biggest thing that I talk about is bearing disappointments, dealing with disappointments, um, because we're faced with them every day as a human. Um, and it's literally a choice if you are going to process them and see where the roots of those are, that's where the cultivating comes into play. Or if you were, and it's, I'm raising my hand here, you can't see it, but, or sometimes choose numb distraction or walk away. And there's times where I do that as well, where I numb, distract, or walk away. But I know that to get down and to move forward, I have to find the root of, of what the disappointments are. Wow. Thank you for sharing yeah. that part of your story. I'm just so humbled hearing that. You know, it's so healthy to hear other people's perspectives and their journeys because it opens up your world. You're like, oh, I'm not the only one. Or yes, I've had struggles or challenges in my life, but they're different than yours. And so mm -hmm. just that sheer hearing, listening and honoring that within each other yes. is really powerful. So I, again, I just honor you for your journey. And it's so interesting. I know for a fact there's listeners to the Wellman Co podcast that are on their journey of battling chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And I had a, a good friend and mentor liken this current season that we're in, like everyone collectively got in a plane. We don't know where we're going and we have no idea when the plane's going to land mm -hmm. and where it's going to land. So yes. I think everyone feels a sense of that chronic, right? Like yes. when, is, when is this going to end? But no one knows. And I would think that that's a little bit like living with chronic illness. And so again, whether that's someone's journey or not, I feel like it really correlates well to having to cultivate your soul mm -hmm. and being aware and persevering. And another thing that I think is so beautiful about your journey, and I want to get to, because it's just amazing hearing what you've journeyed through, not only with yourself, but now your kids, but you're still at a place where you're pouring out. Like the fruit, I believe, of cultivating the work that you've done to cultivate your soul, your heart to check in with what's going on inside of me. And also, I know you're a woman of faith too and inviting the Lord in that process. You mm -hmm. are becoming a vessel that is overflowing. You have a podcast, you are a speaker, you are a performer, um, you are a childbirth educator, a doula, like all of those things require a lot of output too. Mm -hmm. And so I want, I want this to be full of hope. Like, yes, we can yes. journey through these challenging seasons, but even in, amidst the challenge, I believe when we're connected to the Lord, especially like there is a place of abundance and overflow. That's just supernatural. 100%. So I also yes. see that fruit in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's talk about, cultivating our heart like what what does that mean and how do we do that practically well i think some people are a cor correlating it to cultivating your heart to self-care right and we kind of have yeah. this big talk about self-care now and like what does self-care look like and you know i would say that cultivating is a deeper really deep honest level of 
really a form of self-care. And I know that's kind of like even somewhat of a dirty two words right now <laughs> to say is self-care, but it really is. And I think, you know, the first part of cultivating your heart is to do check-ins right? Where are you at? And the only way that you can do that is by asking yourself honest questions and then responding to those honest questions. And so I think, you know, we're both moms, right? So we are in a very hectic season. And so it's very easy for us to be like, I don't have time to cultivate myself. But the thing is, and you and I both know this, that when we are empty, when we are depleted, of ourselves, right? Then there is literally, we are giving crumbs to our children. We are giving crumbs to our partner. We are giving crumbs to people because we haven't taken the time to cultivate. Um, and, you know, I think also too, like we said, I said before, self in a faith-based world is also somewhat of a dirty word. And I think we got to get past that. We got to get past that because Jesus went to the garden by himself to do what? To be in silence, to pray, to prepare himself for his ministry. And so that is an amazing example that I use all the time in my life is, yes, we are called to serve and we are called to serve, but we are not called to serve with crumbs. We are called to serve with a full cup and that starts with cultivating. So I said, like sitting in silence for me personally, um, I find that silence sometimes in nature because nature has a way of reminding us that there are way bigger things than just us. When I look at the trees and how God created the trees, or when I see a bird and just, or even if I see a bug and I think, oh my gosh, wow, like look at that bug and how, you know, like ornate its legs are, right? It immediately takes you out of yourself, right? To see things in a different perspective, like you said before. And then I think our minds are so much clearer to be able to hear stuff that we can't hear in the chaos. Does that make sense? And so that's really where the cultivating starts is in the silence. Because if we remain in chaos and we're not willing to sit in the silence, then that's just saying that you're not willing to really cultivate what's truly going on in your heart. Right. And this is what I'm personally coming up against is because in this season of being shut in, of doing a lot less things, okay, I'm like forced, like we are literally being forced yes. to do this in a sense. And so there's generally speaking, now we're starting to come out of this a little bit, but generally speaking, life slowed down for a lot of people, the majority of people, I might mm -hmm. say. Again, depending if you have little kids at home, everyone's a different season. But overall, life sort of slowed down. And so when life slows down, it's like if you are someone like myself, who's the type A, the goer, the doer, the achiever, and all of a sudden the season hits you like a cement truck, <laughs> and then you're faced with all the backlog of time and feelings and emotions that you have not processed now all of a sudden they are right here yeah and what you mentioned earlier about numbing and distracting like i can totally see that in myself of like okay yep that's coming up i don't like that feeling so what can i add to my to-do list mm -hmm. or how can i go exercise or i think i'm just gonna enjoy this 
third serving of dinner (laughs) (laughs) or bedtime snacks. Like it's so easy to do that. And, Mm -hmm. um, so how do you encourage yourself Mm-hmm. or the women that you speak with or work with mm-hmm. to, to lean in, you know, yeah. cause I feel like there's a level of courage too to like really face what's going on inside. And you also mentioned another really interesting point because I come from a faith background, which I'm so grateful for. However, I noticed looking back that we were not well equipped in our emotional being. It was like, just right. pray about it. Totally. You know, yeah. just like, yeah, just pray about it. Like talk to your accountability partner, like you'll be good. But then there's the other side too. There's the other side of the ditch of if there's no faith foundation or no con- connection relationship with the Lord, then it truly does become self-introspective and without the hope of the gospel right. or like an anchor foundation of truth, then you get off into like a hopeless land. Like there's not much hope attached to that. So I feel like there's kind of this middle ground that personally mm-hmm. I've not perfected. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. <laughs> Many of us haven't. Right. And it, it, there is no perfection in it, but to bring back the story of like when Jesus did go to the garden, he wept at times, yeah, physically wept because he was faced with the emotions that were coming up in the silence. And so that's what I would encourage you is, is when you want to lean to something that is numbing or distracting, you have to stop. You have to physically, like if you have to put your hand up and say, no, stop, do that until you get in a habit of recognizing I'm going to this because I don't want to feel this. And what is it about these feelings that scare me so much? What is it about these feelings that throw me into flight, flight, freeze, or distract, or denial, or whatever? Because there is a root there. Like there always is. And most of the time, and we do this little exercise when I speak, is like I have people list their top three disappointments right now in this moment. Top three. And people are like, three, Sandra? And I'm like, here, I get you. Like, I got 50, okay? But right now, in this moment, I want you to take a deep breath, and I want to want you to pick the top three, right? And then I want you to really see, like, where do you, and, and sit in silence, take those back in a quiet time, get a journal, and see what those are connected to. Odds are, It might not be this current situation that we're actually in, but because we have distracted, because we have numbed, it's coming up in this season, right? And we're thinking, well, it has to be because I'm in my home and I have all of these restrictions and we're seeing the first layer, but we're not pulling back the curtain and diving into the other layers. Most of the time when you're doing deep emotional intelligence, heart work, a lot of it is connected to our childhood. A lot of it is. And, you know, I give the example of there is, I had a lot of learning disabilities growing up and I, you know, I've persevered through those, but they're coming out so strongly, even in this season of like, I, Um, you know, like I struggle sometimes with reading comprehensions and grammar and all of that. And it's like, I'm in a season where I'm having to write a ton of content and I'm like, I am so ill-equipped for this. And then 
anger comes up of like, why wasn't I, you know, in a better school? Why didn't I have better resources? It's just, it can go into like, but I'm done the work, right? It is work. And that's what I need you to understand is like, this isn't, oh, I recognize this emotion. Um, then you find out where it's linked to, and then you get down within your heart and you, and for me, it's praying. Right. And I say, God, like, obviously you wanted to show me where the root of this was. And I get emotional when I talk about this, but then I, I'm like, thank you. Thank you for showing me that it's not just this circumstance. Thank you for showing me that there was a time where there was a circumstance that was unmet or there was a circumstance that was really hard and I didn't get the help that I needed. That it's not just because I'm locked up in my house and, and don't have resources. That it is that there's this, we all have this inner child with inside of us wanting attention, needing love that was unmet in that time. And so God really does want to mend that, heal that, and heal those wounds to help you be able to, because otherwise, I'm going to tell you right now, we're seeing it all over the place. We are seeing wounds everywhere. That is really what the wounds are being flown everywhere in every, every direction. And if we're not willing to cultivate, if we're not willing to sit with ourselves, and I'm just as guilty of this, it does pass on to our children. It does. Because we might not think that it does, but like, you know, this is the honesty train and I'll just all abort it. But I had a lot of anger issues from my child, my childhood, not my child. Love my children. <laughs> Not my child. My childhood. And there was ways that that anger was coming out in my parenting until I could face the reality of like, I need to go spend time with that little girl that is angry and that is crying out and that what is going on with that little girl. And at doing this work, it's, it's, it is transformational. It is transformational, and I promise you, you will be a completely different human when you start addressing the disappointments, you start addressing the emotions and the roots. Yeah, that's so beautiful, and that is, it's so true, that the childhood traumas, and I think as an adult, it's really easy for us to push those aside, because there's like big trauma, like being chased by a bear, car accident, or abuse, and there's a little T trauma. Big T trauma, mm -hmm. little T trauma. And so for a lot of us that maybe didn't, haven't experienced a lot of big T trauma, that doesn't mean there's not stuff to deal with and it doesn't illegitimize the need to work through that. So I really totally. appreciate that perspective. It's interesting in our Align and Prosper Mastermind, we have a whole workshop exercise weeks where we actually go through some of this process and part of it looks like mapping out our life, mm -hmm. <laughs> like a life map. And it is amazing at how much women experience breakthrough by identifying the things that happened in their earlier foundational years. 100%. Like, like a hundred, hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent of the women get breakthroughs simply by doing some of this work. And I also appreciate you saying the reality of like, it's not always a one and done. 
Mm-mm. Like it's, it's, it's messy, but I think putting a little bit of intention there and starting on that process, you know, things get rooted out mm-hmm. as you progress more quickly. Like it, sometimes it doesn't take as long as you do the work, you know, to continually cultivate because life goes on. And I, I hope everyone listening really does that exercise. Sandra's talking about the top three disappointments. That's amazing. Like do that with a friend, do that with a spouse. Yes. Maybe if your kids are the appropriate age, like how powerful would that be to do as a family? Yeah. I and do it with my of- boys all the time. All the time I do it with my boys because it immediately gets to where they're at, right? When your kids are having a temper tantrum, it's not the temper tantrum. They're trying to communicate to you something, some emotion. That's how they're communicating, but they can't put words to it. So let's help them be emotionally intelligent as well. Yeah. So good. This leads me to my next question as we Mm -hmm. begin to wrap up here is I would love, since you are childbirth educator, a doula, you're around a lot of moms, especially (laughs) the beginning stages of motherhood, right? Yes. So what are you seeing right now in this quote new era we're in when it comes to either being pregnant Mm -hmm. or being a mom? Like what are maybe some of the challenges you're seeing, but maybe what are some of the great things that you're seeing as a result. Like, I feel like you have probably pretty good tabs on that. I'll start off with the positive. Like I think more than ever, our culture is aware of the weight that motherhood carries. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I don't remember the exact number, but there was a number out there of like how many articles have been written in the last three months of how, you know, working mothers, even stay at home mothers, just the weight of what they are carrying. And I'm like, hi, <laughs> like, <laughs> It hasn't just been this last three months, like welcome. Like we have been carrying this for a while, but y'all haven't been wanting to recognize it. And it, it, it also, um, so I think there is a greater awareness of that than ever before. Um, I do think that uh, the slower pace is positive because I really think it's having, um, you know, we as a family have a, a have adopted from a very early on um, a slower paced lifestyle and trying to simplify our schedule and not over scheduling our children. I mean, we're now we're having to go to an even extreme difference, but I think in our culture, people esteem busyness and they do it as well with their children. And so, and I'm not like bashing on people by any means, but our children don't need to be in 90 activities. They just don't. It's not healthy. Um, and, and so I think this is a lot of families in a positive way are evaluating maybe how they will move forward when life does start to get to a normal or pace, if that makes sense. So that's a positive. And then I think, so I see a lot of growth in families, um, I see people having conversations maybe they've never had before, which I just think is powerful. Um, And, you know, kind of on the, you know, there's lots of pivoting going on, lots and lots of pivoting, which brings lots of high emotions, right? Because, um, you know, you and I are both planners. There's a lot of us that are planners and like, you know, the joke is, is like, why did any of us buy a 2020 planner, right? <laughs> and like in that mother- is the most truest statement I've heard in the past right? 
three months, six months. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. Like I kind of want to have like a burning ceremony of mine or yes. something because I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> Even when I try, it's not coming. So like why? Oh. I, I, and I do goal setting and goal planning and like yeah. every single month I'm like still doing that, but still it's like, becomes a wash. I don't know. But I, so I say, see a lot of high emotions around that particular thing, right. Of like, like what you talked before is like, we are living in this unknown state and that unknownness brings up so many different fears, so many different anxieties, so many different emotions. Um, and then so many disappointments, like as parents, we are having to disappoint our children probably more than we ever have had to before. I mean, we were scheduled, like I recognize this privilege, but we were scheduled to go to Disney World and Disney World closed three days before we were supposed to go. Now, did I ever think I'd have to sit down with my children and be like, Disney World is closed. <laughs> like, and even I was like, Oh my gosh, I had all these pictures and dreams of being at Disney World with my children. I was processing my own emotions and disappointments. Yeah. Then I had to process my own children's and help them process. So I think we're in this heightened state of also feeling like we are in failure all the time because we are in the unknown. And that failure piece is what I see a lot of people, especially taking on distance learning and like, um, when we talk about the pregnancy piece, I mean, we could really do a whole episode on pregnancy in this time. And I have so much compassion and I have so much empathy, empathy for pregnant people right now and their families, because you and I both know, even without this circumstance, there are heightened of, is my baby going to be healthy? Will I make it through childbirth? Like there are a lot of risks just even having a baby. And then you put this piece on it, right? And talk about flight, flight or freeze. And then, you know, maybe where you're birthing has a ton of restrictions. And now you are hoping to have a doula. And now that doula can't be at your birthing place. And like your support person is, you know, your partner is like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to have this help. And now I don't have this help. And it's just really this whirlwind of chaos going on. And so I just have so much compassion. And I don't really think, Brooke, that we will see the actual ramifications of the pregnancy and the postpartum piece until a year from now. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, even in that postpartum stage where people, they had probably lined up some form of family help, they had probably lined up, you know, um, just that even limited visitor action. And there's, there's just so many disappointments around it that, you know, we don't talk enough and in our culture, we don't talk enough about postpartum and the reality of needing help and, and, and access to help and um, what those first kind of like 12 weeks really look like with a little human. And now you go in a corner where you shove people in their homes. You say you can't have visitors. These are, some of these are brand new moms. And so feeding is new. Everything is new. And then the access to help is completely shut off. Hmm. Um, and so I don't know if we will fully see the ramifications from 
from, I think, a postpartum aspect of depression, anxiety, PTSD um, for a while. I think it's starting yeah. to, to surface. Um, but in the hope of that, I think what people are going to do now once more of the restrictions is really they are going to rally around families hmm. that didn't have access to that type of care, right? And so I, that's my hope, at least, is that we are starting to see in areas where people did not esteem pregnancy, postpartum, motherhood. I mean, I could really, really go on. I think they're now seeing like, wow. Mm-hmm. This is this is hard and this sucks sometimes. <laughs> and we do well, I would I would love I would love if those listening, if this is an area of interest to you, you know, the, the pregnancy, the postpartum conversation, if that's yeah. where you're at, please, 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 please. Number one, check out Sandra and her podcast, oh. but let us know too. And I'd love to do another episode follow up just on that subject, because I think it is so important for women that are in that yes. stage of life. Yes. Um, so I'd love to just wrap up with number yeah. one, number one, if you are listening and you are a mother, again, biological, maybe you foster, you adopt, you have women that you mentor. We just want to say, well done, mama. Yes. <laughs> well done. Like buy yourself a coffee today or, <laughs> you know, whatever, like you're amazing. And Mm -hmm. it is really, really interesting that mothers are being esteemed in our culture, probably like never before. And so I think that's a really, really cool point that you made. Mm -hmm. But in wrapping up, um, how can we, I'd love you just to run over a few, some of the practicals again of like, okay, how do we actually do this? Number one. Yes. Yes. And then how do we cultivate a culture around us whether this is in our homes within our friend groups of like making this okay like not only giving ourselves permission to cultivate what's going on in our lives emotionally but then making space for other people to do that Mm -hmm. so like i said before you need to stop and you need to sit in silence and then you need to get honest with yourself and don't say that you don't have time because you do have time. You do. And put away your phone and sit in that honesty. And if you are at a place of like complete and utter burnout, start saying no to things because that will also bring you clear clarity in doing this work is to start saying no So you can have more time to sit and be honest and to ask those questions and stop yourself too, before you get empty, before you get depleted of yourself so that you can, we hear it all the time, fill that cup, fill that cup, drink water. I mean, it's crazy as humans that we have to remind ourselves to drink water, which is life giving, right? that in itself is a problem that we have to remind ourselves to drink water. And so fill your cup and it's not selfish and it's not wrong because really what it does is that cultivating your heart piece, when you, when you start cultivating your heart, you will see a difference in your children. 
When you start cultivating your heart, you will see a different in your partner or your spouse or whoever you're living with. When you start taking that time, you'll see transformation happen even within your friends and even within your family. Because what you will start doing is you will start asking them honest questions. So when you see them walking through a season of perseverance, you don't try to fix it for them. You sit in silence with them and then you ask them, are you disappointed? What are you frustrated with? And when they're sad, you be sad with them. That's where that empathy piece comes in. Because so often we want to also fix other people and we want to be the hero. But really all people need is for us to sit with them and to hear them and to empathize with them. And, you know, it sounds like, hear me, Brooke, it sounds so simple, okay? And it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. We, we, it isn't like you need to, you know, map this out per se. Okay. It is sometimes very in the moment that I'm doing this work when something, you know, trigger is kind of a hot button word right now, but something might be triggering my heart. And I'm like, Lord, I know that this can't be this. This is a really big emotion that I'm having with something that is really small, right? And then I carry a notebook with me and I'll write down quick what that emotion was if I don't have time to sit in silence and I will I will go back to it. I will go back to it because a lot of times that's what we have to do as moms is we have to go back to stuff. Yeah, and so that totally. is a huge tool is go back, go back. Don't just swoosh over it and think I didn't have time so it was nothing write it down and go back. And so it's really being in the moment and then recognizing, you know, there's times that I've been in the car and I'm like weeping and I'm driving and I'm like, God, why am I weeping? Why? There's nothing going on around me, but there, that it, emotions are a way of God communicating that something deeper is going on in our heart. And yeah. are you willing and to recognize that and spend time with it. Right. It's so beautiful. And I've told my husband, I don't know how many times in the last week or so, I'm like, I feel like I just want to cry because mm -hmm. I'm experiencing the weight and disappointments in my own life, but then also feeling that for others. Like, yes. I feel like I'm a fairly stable person. And if I'm having a challenging time right now, how in the world are people who maybe don't have the support or the community or the, mm -hmm. the found healthy foundation dealing with this? Mm -hmm. And the answer is probably they're not. And so, you know, I just feel the weight. I'm like, oh, but I, how do I release that emotion? And so that's exactly what we're talking about today. And I'm mm -hmm. committed. Like, I just want to say, even as the host of this podcast mm -hmm. and as Wellman co-founder, like I am committed to doing this work myself so that I can continue to create spaces yes. for other women to do that. And this scripture in Romans 8, I think is an awesome way to wrap this up. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Mm -hmm. For the creation waits an eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. So I want to acknowledge that dealing with the emotional stuff can be challenging. It can feel like this is long suffering to keep going back. Mm -hmm. 
to dealing with my emotions, but there's a promise there that when we do the true Brooke, the true Sandra, the true listener is actually revealed. Like then the Lord can begin to reveal his heart to us in different ways. He can begin to reveal his blueprint for our lives. The truth about what he says to us will actually be able to receive on another level. And the reality is that the whole earth is crying out for Sandra to be fully Sandra. Mm-hmm. For Brooke to be fully Brooke, for everyone listening to be fully you. Yes. And we cannot be fully you or me if we don't know or don't acknowledge what's going on in the inside of us. So if you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in today. And I highly encourage, maybe you need to listen to this one again, <laughs> just to get it in there. Because like Sandra mm-hmm. said, this is so much a journey. This is not a one and done. So Sandra, thank mm-hmm. you for sharing with us today. Where can women connect with you? Yeah. So I am on, on Instagram. I'm at word to your mothers. And then my website is word to your mothers.com. And then, like I said, I also have the podcast word to your mothers and I'm on most podcast platforms and you can also access the pa- podcast on the website too. Yeah. Word to your mothers is the place to go. <laughs> I love it. So, what a great yeah. title. And yeah, Thank if you. if this touched you today, I'm sure she has lots more content that speak to this subject. So I really honor and appreciate the work that you're doing, Sandra. I'm so honored to call you friend and I oh, can't wait to same. until next time. Thank you so much, Brooke. The same goes to you. And I just appreciate um, that you too are um, a called woman of God that is asking these questions, Brooke and doing this work. And so I'm super proud of you. Thanks. If you're anything like me, today's conversation challenges you. Sitting down and being quiet, asking myself questions, sitting with the Lord in that, like that is challenging for me. But I hope that you have the courage to do so because like I said in our episode, I'm committed to doing so. I wanted to remind you before you head out that today's episode is sponsored by our online eight-week Food Freedom 60 course. The doors are now open and I'm so freaking excited to share that with you. So if this is for you, if you feel stuck in your health, if you feel at war with your body or you're looking for a total body, mind, and spirit reset, my eight-week online course will help you renew your mind and reshape your body for results that last. Women who've already been through the Food Freedom 60 program have experienced total freedom in their relationship with food and their body. They've learned how to fuel their unique body for results that last. They've released weight and increased energy. They've learned to overcome their cravings. They learn how to engage their faith and their health that leads to confidence, joy, and breakthrough. And And for those who have families or friends, they become confident leaders in their households when it comes to health. So the doors are now open. You can join and enroll today to learn more and to join. You can click the link bit.ly backslash food freedom 60. That's bit.ly backslash food freedom 60. It's never too late to nourish your body. And in this unique season that we're all in, I believe how we steward our mind and our body now will determine our level of effectiveness and clarity of purpose later. 
there's a lot we can't control right now. Like we just have to be real about that. But how we care for ourselves is something we can do. So click on bit.ly backslash foodfreedom60 for more information and to enroll now. I can't wait to see you next time. Have a great day.